Texas Prison Story. What's up, family? How y'all doing? It's your boy Tim Snow, man. Um, I wasn't going to tell this one right away, but I'll get to it. It's about the last time I was ever in a shoe, man. I know y'all don't watch a whole bunch of uh, lockdown and all that other stuff on what is National Geographic and everything. So y'all know about the security housing unit, y'all. It's like, literally, it's like a human zoo or whatever. And the last time that I had to go to the shoe was at Beaumont Medium. And uh, I was coming in there after a fight, man. I was kind of a little busted up. You know what I mean? Didn't look too good at all. And that was my actual first time going to the shoe at Beaumont Medium. First and last time, to tell you the truth. So uh, when I walk in, I really didn't know what to expect over there because they're all different. But right away, they put you in a little like a uh, steel phone booth type of deal. Lock you in there, make you take off your clothes. So your first experience is get in a phone booth and get naked. You got to hand everything out the slot, and you're pretty much just at your mercy, at their mercy right there, just waiting on them to come get you. So sooner the better, but for some reason, they like to take their time back there. I think it's just like a mental little deal that they're doing to you, you know, like, welcome to the shoe, here you are. So as I'm standing in the little damn phone booth, I see the guys that I fought, they come in after me. And they take them to the other little side right there. And I'm, you know, I'm just checking them out or what. I'm standing butt naked right there. Nothing I can do. They can't do anything to me. I'm in the cage. But I'm now peeping out my surroundings real good, trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. When you look to your right, they have an upstairs and a downstairs. Two long hallways right there. When you look to your left, there were like some cages with TVs and stuff. I could tell that was visitation. Later, I realized that is where you go visit, you know. They'll have your family go to a TV screen in visitation, and you go to a TV screen in the shoe. They lock you in there, and you visit like that. kind of sucks, but, you know, it's uh, better than nothing. I promise you that. You're glad to get out of the cell and talk to your people, man. And then you look to your left some more. And that's where the wreck yard is out there. Beaumont had maybe maybe four or five, I think, cages. Maybe six cages out there, different cages they would do. They would put the black people on one side. Uh, Tongo Blast in one cage. Anybody that the Tongo Blast didn't like in another cage. They put the white people in the cage. And, and they had, I guess, another like PC cage. I don't know exactly what that one was. Sometimes they didn't use it, but... Anyway, the wreck yard was real small, man. It was just like you see on TV, where it is the dog cages, but they weren't spaced out at all. They were literally touching each other with the same walls. And there was a huge concrete wall around. Like, you couldn't see anything except the sky. And then the sky had a ceiling of bars, too, up there. So, you're pretty much just outside, inside of a little wall. Wasn't too cool, you know what I mean? But, during the wreck time is when you could actually socialize, see your friends, see other inmates... You know, uh, maybe pass newspapers, pass letters, books, anything that you need to, like, do. That's probably your time where you're going to do it. You know what I mean? So, a lot of people go to it. So, when I'm standing in the cage, I'm just uh, wondering really what's going to happen next. I just don't know how they run it over there at Beaumont, you know. So, I'm kind of complaining to each officer to come back. Hey, man, get me out of here. Take me to a cell, blah, blah, blah. And, uh... Finally, one of them said, okay, I will. And here was the crazy part, man. 
when they bring you your clothes in Beaumont shoe, they're pink, man. Come on now. They've been listening to that sheriff out in Arizona too long. They bring you pink clothes in a shoe, man, to grown men. I don't know what that was about. It was crazy. But anyway, you put that on, little shorts, things, and it's a whole different outfit you got to put on back there. And they took me to the first cell that I was going to downstairs to the right. When they put me in that cell, I was walking, okay? They they walk you handcuffed up behind your back. And then when you're going into your cell, you have to face the door and take one step to the right. When I face the door, take one step to the right, I look in and see Los from Houston, man. Los looked at me and said, oh, man, hometown, what happened, baby? Because he could tell I've been in a fight, you know what I mean? And I tell Los, hey, that was your homeboys, man. I don't know what's going on. And uh, he said, damn, he said, man, we're going to figure that out, fam. For real, for real. Don't worry about it. You'll be all right. I just kind of nodded at him, man, and by that time stepped inside of my cell. When I stepped inside of my cell, they uncuffed me through the slot. The first thing I do is walk over to the sink, try to get some water to rub on my face. The sink didn't work. I said, man, come on, man, what the hell? Flush the toilet. The toilet didn't work. Man, what? Went back to the shower. The shower didn't work. So I'm busted up, man. You know what I mean? I need to wash my face, get the blood off of me and all that other stuff. And I'm in a dry cell, man. Like, what kind of BS is this, man? I can't do nothing. Nothing to drink. If I use the restroom, I'm stuck in here with it stinking. Can't take a shower. Man, I was mad, man. But what it is, you're back in that hole, down that long hallway, and they can't hear you if you complain anyway. The guards don't give a damn. You know what I mean? It's crazy. You're just back to trap. So, literally every time that they would walk by, I would play that old thing. Hey, man, I'm a seizure patient, man. I got to get some water. I need this. Ooh. And then they've just been, man, we don't care. We don't care. And then finally, man, that's what I had to do, y'all. I hate to say it. Last count, I'm still busted up. I just laid on the floor and act like I had a seizure, man, because I didn't know what else to do. They come in there, get me. Take me to the infirmary. See, I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? Ask me, did I take my medicine everything? And take me right back to the shoe, y'all. But when they took me back, they took me in another room. I said, okay, this is going to be a little different than better, hopefully. When they take me when they take me back from medical, I didn't have any property or anything like that back there because you don't get any property in the shoe right away. You got to wait on your people to send that back to you, so... Basically, they just walk me into the other cell, throw me in there, and I see a cat laying up top. You know what I'm saying? Black dude. So I speak to him, and he looks at me crazy because I got a big old black eye and stuff. I'm looking kind of beat up, you know what I mean? And uh, he said, what's up? I looked at him and said, shit, what's up? And he didn't say nothing else, man. I started making my bed, and uh, he was on the top bunk. I asked him, I said, you going to stay up there? He said, yeah, I'm going to stay up here. So, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? I said, it's fine with me, bro. I like that bottom, you know. So, I slide in there or whatever. I try to talk to the dude, man. It was like weird, 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 weird. It did not take me long to realize this guy was a psych patient, man. Like, they literally just stuck me in here with a dude that's on so many medications and just zombied out, man. I didn't know what to expect. 
I the cat they put me in there, man, I ain't gonna lie. He was he ended up being real cool, man. He was just weird as hell, man. He had a bunch of time. He was out of Waco, Texas, man, mouth full of gold, teeth, top and bottom, and he was on two different crack cases where he had like twenty five years and forty years or some some nonsense where he did not have very much of the drug. He was obviously slow as hell. He just got railroaded by the government, so it was sad, man. But he'd get up in the middle of the night and just stare at the mirror and rock back and forth like this. I would wake up out of my sleep, bro, and see that shit. I'd be like, man, what the hell is he doing? But he never bothered nobody, man. It was weird, but got old being in, in there with him. And next door, we actually had a cat from Madisonville, Texas. And the guys from Madisonville, they don't even have a car, man, so they ride with the Houston cats. And we knew each other. Every morning, I would always take uh, little packs of sweet and low to the chow hall. Give it to the guys for their oatmeal, for their cereal, because nothing was sweet, you know. And I got to know him like that. I'd always chunk him a couple. We was cool, you know what I mean? So the whole time I'm in there, he's beating on the wall telling me, yo, G-Town, come over here and ride with me, bro. It's going to be a lot better, you know what I'm saying? So listen, I'm I'm listening to the homie over there. He done already did a 10-piece, man. He's an OG. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Slurp to the big homie Slurp from Madisonville, Texas. Any of y'all know him, man? Tell him I said what's up and show him this because I love Slurp, man. He was a real cat. But uh, the whole time Slurp beating on the door telling me to come over. And I'm writing letters to the to the officers back there. Yo, man, shoot me to the next cell. We're in the same little clique. Everything's cool. And uh, about the third day of writing letters, they packed me up and moved me over there. You know what I mean, man, it's like, hey, we're happy, we're riding, we're jamming, got the radio going, Slurp had his radio, everything was cool, he had uh, bought some stuff from the SSI, so we had some food we were eating, my first time eating, everything was cool, man, like, uh, for about the first two days, man, it was legit, Slurp was a big old, you know, Slurp's about this much taller than me, and really cut, he's not just a huge guy, but... He loved to throw them hands, too, man. He liked to drink in there and throw them hands. That's what Serb did. But anyway, so about our second day, y'all, we're just rocking out, man, jamming the radio. And I go to turn the radio up. It's his. Bam. I broke his radio, man. That was crazy.